Welcome to Season with Salt. This is Episode 9. This week, I have a guest in the person of Anthony Dunn. He is a rising junior at the Sacramento State University and one of my mentees. And He has come to talk about uh, the experience of dating in your 20s, and um, I think you'll find this interesting. Uh, so stay tuned and enjoy. What's up? What's up? Okay, so this segment, uh, I have my little friend. He's not my little friend because he's big. Um, <laughs> Anthony here, and Anthony is 20 years old, and um, we're just sitting here talking. And the funny thing is, last week, I talked about dating in your 30s, and we were actually talking about dating in your 20s. Now, of course, he's not going to say anything to incriminate himself because he's going to share this podcast once it's live with his friends. But what do you think makes it difficult to date in your 20s, Anthony? Um, I would say dating in your 20s can be difficult um, due to the fact that you don't know who you truly are at the age of 20. Yeah. And it can be hard to allow yourself to love someone or attempt to love someone when you don't truly know and lo love yourself. Right, right. And that can be very difficult um, when it comes to the dating aspect. Um, also, being young and naive and tempted always, it's hard to remain, I would say, I'm not going to say it's hard to remain faithful, but at this age with so much temptation, not many people are going to, mm. you know, it, it, that's... What I was saying, do. do you think it's still? Do you think that it's still, um, like, like? So I think women like tend to have a bad stigma around like being like sexually promiscuous, but I don't think that anybody really like holds men accountable for being promiscuous. Like, how did how's your generation navigating that? Like, is it like? Like, are because people are, are more free sexually, like, are you guys dropping the H word? Like, does the H word make somebody more or less attractive? How does your generation handle it now? I would say currently our generation, um, there's a clear um, double standard when it comes to um, having multiple partners or basically dating by definition. Um, what I mean by dating by definition is Dating as in I'm going out on dates with this person to better know, to get to know them better. Um, people sometimes mix that up um, and make it seem as if the person that they're dating is um, in a relationship with them. And if you go and date somebody else or go on a date with someone else, mm -hmm. that is then cheating. Mm -hmm. And there's when it comes back, going back to the double standard, I would say that our generation is handling it horribly um <laughs> we constantly get on girls heads get on women's head i would say um you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't dress a certain way because you'll cause this much attention when honestly it's usually the men if the men weren't so 
how do I to say it? If, if the men weren't being so much of a a man, it would be easier for a woman to live. Mm. I feel like we get in the way of a woman doing her thing. Okay. Um, I would say. How so? Uh, like women. Okay. A woman gets up in the, a woman gets up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then she goes. Um, she gets dressed. She thinks she looks great. Goes mm-hmm. outside. Starts the car up. Gets to work. Mm-hmm. And her boss says, "Oh, your dress is." too revealing or Mm -hmm. this is too bad Mm -hmm. why is it that it's bad Mm -hmm. is it because you feel attracted or you feel aroused when you look at her Mm -hmm. because that may not be how everybody else is feeling she Mm -hmm. feels that she looks great and she feels that she she's in total love with her body and she's working it why is it that my opinion should be or the boss's opinion be the one that determines whether this girl should be this woman should be dressing the way she is Mm -hmm. And there's that's one um, example. There's many other. I would say the way females um, interact with each other. Um, men mess up a lot of female relationships. Mm-hmm. I would say um, mm-hmm. when it comes to um, love and relationships and dating, they we tend to mess that up for them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it not saying that women are you know these perfect almighty beings, but I mean they have the potential to be. But them being them, um, so to say, would be, um, I don't know how to explain that. So you think, I think what I hear, what I'm hearing you saying is that men like have a lot of, so a lot of the way that women present themselves in your opinion, like has to do with men's control or lack of control of their own bodies. Yes. Um, so I hear you saying that, and I can agree with that, um, given the example that you provided. But you also said that men like have impact on relationships that 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 women have. Um, so if so, if. A woman is owning like her sexuality in her twenties, like and is not subservient or subjected to any of these sort of male-dominated systems or definitions of sexuality. Like, is she the H word? Like, like how do or or is the problem that no matter how a woman sees herself? men still get to define her based on what we believe because it are you they say that you can't make a HOE a housewife mm-hmm. but there are plenty of HOEs that become house husbands got it right like and so essentially we all have a past or experience I guess I'm just trying to like get to like how what role do men have in 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 doing the opposite of what you're saying like unframing or uncategorizing women's sexuality and their choices so that they can be who they are or is that our job like should we just should we be trying to like manage or release people to be their sexual self I would say um, due to the um, innate um, hierarchy as far as um, socially, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to a man, we are over women socially. Mm. Um, it's, how, it's not how it is. I mean, it is how it is. It's not how it should be. Um, but 
due to the way everyone, uh, people have been raised, uh, people mm-hmm. have been taught, they see these relationships and they see the men being the, um, the more, the, the more, um, how would I say, more put together, the more he, uh, how would I put it? Basically the man would be the leader or the king mm-hmm. and then the wife would be basically the housewife. And mm-hmm. that sort of mindset hasn't changed as far mm-hmm. as today and being 20 and seeing people react with each other or interact with each other. I try my best to not judge a female mm-hmm. on what she's wearing or how who many, how many people she's slept with. Cause honestly it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because I'm out here doing the same thing that mm-hmm. this person's doing. Why is it that I, uh, my words have more power over her whole persona mm-hmm. um, versus her saying something about me? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We're doing like, for, like for an example, me and her are doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm out here living my best life. She's out there living her best life. If I call her a hoe, um, all my partners and people around me, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, good. We're not messing with her. Mm-hmm. Or some might take advantage. Oh yeah, I'm for sure gonna mess with her because it's easy. Mm-hmm. If a woman was to tell, uh, call a man a hoe or call me a hoe, it would be like you would kind of just shrug it off because it's not as bad of an insult coming mm-hmm. from a woman as it is coming from a man mm-hmm. due to that that hierarchy that's been instilled with mm-hmm. you know with everything that we have today. I think you I, I think you you're using the word hierarchy, but you probably mean like just the social structure of the world, like the way that people have been indoctrinated to believe that men have more sexual control over relationships and the interaction with people. But I guess I'm, and, and I could be wrong, you you could mean what you said you meant, which I think you do. Um, I'm just referring <laughs> to it. Um, but let me ask you this though. So we know a lot about the objectification of, of women in popular culture, whether it be rappers or, or people, but what I see, I was going to ask you if you see this, and you can tell me if you agree or not, or you can t- and why you think it is. Mm-hmm. Have men been sexually objectified? Like, and I and, and I'm going to preface this by saying that, like, if you look up hashtag Grace Sweatpants, like <laughs> on 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 Instagram or any social media platform, like, is that the same as like? a man like objectifying a woman based on the proportions of her body is it the same and i know that maybe men culturally might if people might argue that women men are more likely to objectify women but are men objectified like is it possible that a woman is looking at you and talking to her friends about you uh, in in a way that has nothing to do with like your brain it's just your body like are you a gray sweatpant wear to somebody and just that what's the potential that men are being objectified as much as women are i would say that men are just of, just as objectified mm-hmm. as women are mm-hmm. but Due to the men being men, um, going back to what I was saying, it means more Mm -hmm. Um, when, like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, When, Hmm. basically, when when it comes to the objectification of the male and the female, yes, it's the same, but 
it's just different. I don't really know how to explain. Well, I, I think historically women have been objectified like in a lot of different ways, in very inappropriate ways over time, yeah. um, in ways that men have not. Now, men, if you look at slavery, like women's bodies were objectified in different ways than men's bodies were objectified. Uh, I mean, historians will have to look back to say, like, who was more objectified than anybody else. But I think that it is the norm. Like, I mean, if you ask a group of men and women to name a female porn star or stripper versus a male porn star or stripper, like most people, regardless of their gender, would be able to talk to you about a female stripper or a, a female rapper that objectifies herself in certain ways. Men are just not objectified in that way. Like they are, but it's not like, you know, I mean, you could be Fabio 30 years ago was on TV with his shirt off. Whereas like, even though we objectify women, it may not have been appropriate for a woman to be on TV with a bra or a sports bra. So I, but culturally, I think that we um, are, are, our mindset around what it means to objectify a woman is a lot different than what it means to objectify a man. Like, and like the gray sweatpants is a good example because it's like some will argue, well, he knows what he's doing. But if you say that about a woman, then it's like, no, she's just living, she just likes that dress. Like, right? The, 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 the sundress. Mm-hmm. So you have the man wearing the gray sweatpants and then a woman in the sundress. If I was to say she knows what she's doing, it would be the same with me wearing gray sweatpants. But at the same time, I would just be wearing gray sweatpants to wear gray sweatpants. And she may be just wearing the sundress to wear a sundress because she knows she look good in that sundress. Yeah. So... Okay, so we objectify each other. Objectification can be um, something that people like bring onto themselves or that they ask for because most of us know what we're doing. Um, I think when I was coming up, like you went and got a pair of Jordans and you you uh, you made the effort to look nice, like based on like trying to lure the opposite sex or whatever kind of sex you were interested in. Yeah. And over time. You know, like, especially when folks fall in love, if in their relationship they don't value, if they don't value physical appearance, then they kind of just fall off, right? Yeah. You know, but when you're in your, like, if you, like, what kind of guy in his, or, or what kind of woman, what kind of man in their 20s is, like, looking for a serious partner? Like, who's like, yeah, I want a girl. Like, do you want a girlfriend? Yeah, I would say. Uh, yeah, I do want to go for it. Okay, so and that and that means like constant, like everyday commitment. Like, are you? Is it too early for you to uh, uh, assess that assert that you want a girlfriend because you want to get married? At this age, twenty, I would say it's a good time to start a relationship that builds toward marriage, not. Okay. right away but years after it's like oh we've been together for like five years why not I'm 25 mm -hmm. 25 is a good age to get married and 
versus starting at 25. Mm-hmm. You'd be 30 by the time you get married. Mm-hmm. You know, you. So I feel like I would rather get married a little earlier and, you know, enjoy the rest of my life with my wife. Right, right. Do you think that, um, that it, it, I, and I know you don't have anything to compare this to, but just based on what you've heard or talked to other people, do you think that there is a stronger, like, pressure to be married early than there was before? Or do you feel like people are, in general, being married later on in life and so there is no pressure? Oh, there's a big switch. Um, I would say back in the past, everyone was getting married uh, right after high school. You mm-hmm. got your high school sweetheart, you got married. Today, people are waiting. And I mean, like, waiting to where it's like, uh, we're just getting married because we're the last two people and I'm not messing with nobody mm-hmm. else. You're not messing with nobody else. Let's get married. Right. You know, it's it, the, um, the dynamic has changed. Our viewpoints on relationships have changed to where it's kind of demeans the relationship meaning, you know? And it takes away from, it takes away from like the core beauty of a relationship. And most people don't see that. Most people my age, 20 years old, no, they they don't care about it. Mm-hmm. 25, they're still not caring about it. Mm-hmm. You get around to 30, you like kind of thinking, okay, I might want to go ahead and do this, but and let me wait a little bit. You know, Is this gender-based thinking though? Do you think that if I call 10 women and 10 men, like they will all have the same response? Like... I was, I just kind of, I'm waiting, 25 would be a good age, or do you think that is subjective? I would say it's subjective, but because when it comes to a female, you have to think, okay, we have all these viewpoints and all these these um, standards that a female, to be an adequate female, has to meet. Mm-hmm. And she, if she says the wrong answer, she's going to then look like a female that's, you know, a, a hoe. Mm-hmm. And... So she's going to give you the answer that you that she would think socially would be socially appropriate. She's not going to tell you that she's not trying to get married until later. I don't believe. Do you have standards? Yeah, I would say. Okay. So what's a what's a deal breaker? A deal breaker for a girlfriend. Like what's a deal breaker in your twenties? Deal breaker in my twenties for a girlfriend. Um. Someone you just can't communicate with. How do you know that? Like, are you talking about like after if you try to date them and you can't communicate with them, that's a deal breaker? I, um, well, the way I would do it is like you would date, as in like going on dates. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be in a relationship, um, and then you go into exclusively dating where it's just us doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Then you go into a relationship. Um, by then, I should know if I'm ready to be in a relationship with this person. Moving into the exclusively dating portion of the um, the time, but yeah. You know, that's a big deal breaker, communication. It seems like millennials, like what, from what I hear and have studied, it seems like millennials do not like, um, uh, like titles and categories in a way that perhaps maybe other generations were willing to accept them. And how does that, I mean, it seems like that manifests in relationships. I know, like, when I was coming up, like, you were talking to somebody and that meant, and I think it, it might be the same today. I mean, I might be in, in tune with what's happening amongst, uh, amongst uh, young, younger people. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking to somebody that's not dating, but I think talking and dating might be the same thing. It's, yeah. You're not exclusive, no. um, but you're on the road towards exclusion, but you might not be. Got it, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's always you, a possibility it'll mess up. It's a possibility 
but the thing the, the the thing about talking is that one or more of the individuals in the relationship have determined that they're not ready for a commitment right like is there anybody that's talking where both folks are ready for a commitment I believe people who do talk some may have that mindset that they want to um, you know start the dating then exclusively dating then mm-hmm. the relationship but a lot of people today I would say from a man's standpoint they just want to have sex with this person and okay. you know keep it pushing so if like when you're like so you're out and about yeah and you are not looking to have any labels like but you're looking to have sex like but you could be open to a label like give me the 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 the, 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 the from your generation's perspective what happens like what's the like do you, what happens first second third fourth and fifth okay i was like first you got that mindset man like I'm ready. Like I'm just trying to do, you know, mm-hmm. do my thing and keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. So one, you find a girl, she's attractive. Okay, I would like to go ahead and pursue. You pursue. You give all that. You give all your energy. I mean, I feel like when people want to um, catch a female's, when the man wants to catch a female's interest, mm-hmm. they they put on. I mean, I would say a show, but I would say they give off all their energy. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they get what they want. Um, they real they kind of just it dies down because they've gotten what they want. Okay, sorry to keep interrupting you. Okay. So, in general, yeah, I don't know if I'm saying this from experience or not. Probably not. For the purposes of this podcast, <laughs> oh, praise God. Um, <laughs> but it's so you get to that point. You have identified someone that you find attractive, and the end of a tra- the process is. I work to look a certain way yes. so that I can attract the people that I find attractive. Yes. Once I'm attracted to them, my objective is to have sex. I'm done having sex with them. Got it. And like, I'm sitting at home and it's the next day, like, whose move is it next? I was at the it's in the male's hands. Okay. Um, when it comes to who chooses what they want to do after that. Um, but it can also be in the female's hands because if it wasn't what she had expected it to be or wanted it to be, mm-hmm. she's going to dip too. You know, because it's the same. We have the same mindset at the okay. end of the day. If I'm just doing this, you're going to attract what you want in a way. Okay. Um, and if I'm just trying to, you know, have sex and... Um, not have relations uh-huh. and I, I'll attract the females that want to have sex and not relations Okay. so that's will be around me all the time so, so that's about reputation though right like if you have a like a, you had you went to homecoming this weekend yes if, if, if you were at homecoming like the likelihood that somebody was there like waiting to find a boyfriend is low or a girlfriend is low like people were there with the intent of just being social and hanging out and talking or right I mean a lot of the males like a lot of the guys they don't go in to a tailgate they just want to their mindset basically is I've heard this I will be the flyest one there 
I'm gonna pull the baddest, you know, female, mm-hmm. and then um, that's gonna be the night. And after that, I'm gonna stop talking to her. So you're saying that the end goal in general for people who are not looking to, to be labeled or in a formal relationship is usually like a short-term goal. Yes, very short. And I guess my question is, how does that short-term goal become a long-term goal? Like, how do you, like you said you wanted a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, but you, but you are wired in such a way that you're 20 and you want to do what you believe 20 year olds are doing. Mm -hmm. Like, how does that one day or one night or one activity, like, is is it your responsibility to extend that beyond that one experience? Mm Um, or, or because it seems like most of the times, even though use of the man is control, it seems like sometimes the women like kind of steer the ship, right? Like yeah. they, they are, I mean, because ultimately they know what they want and you know what you want and the, the wants like meet somewhere. And usually the wants come in the form of a label, some type of like relationship based tradition. Like, we're going to go to the movies and hold hands. We're going to go on a double date. We're going to have, like, get night with other couples. Like, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but if you... It, it, it seems like that would be something difficult to get to if the both parties um, aren't interested in, in something beyond a short-term relationship. And so what's your advice for, for other... Okay, you have a sister, don't you? Yes. Okay. A guy with your mindset is interested in your sister. Like, what could you, what would you tell him? What would I tell him? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you're not talking to her. No, 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 but but you don't control who who she talks to. I would say to that person, you're going to respect her at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, What does that mean? Because... Respect as in whatever you guys do stays between you guys. Don't okay. don't go do anything with her and then go back and be like, yeah, it was this, 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 and this. Let it be between you. Mm-hmm. Um, don't disrespect her as in don't talk to her any type of way. Treat mm-hmm. her with, you know, as if you would treat your mom mm-hmm. for most people. Um, and then I would, but me, I would understand where my sister is, like mm-hmm. what you want to do. Right. Is that what you're doing? Okay, I'm going to let you do that, but I'm going to let you do it the safe way. Be mm-hmm. smart, you know, be safe about everything and protect yourself at the end of the day. So what's the, okay, and I think that you got to go. So let me just close up this way. What's the consciousness around safety with this sort of millennial mindset? Like, like, are you carrying condoms? Are you having safe sex? Is that a part of the discussion like is are 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 people who mentor you and who talk to you like having those conversations with you? Like how do, how does that work for this generation? Yeah, I I, I would say we I would say we all feel or we all know that we're all supposed to be having you know it's we're all supposed to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't really protect yourself mentally. I would mm. say. Physically, you can protect yourself, but mentally, that none of that is up to you. It's mm-hmm. up to what happens when those two um, mm-hmm. people meet. Um, that's why there's always a possibility for a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you have that mindset, I don't want no girlfriend. I'm going to just go out there and mess with a bunch of girls. One of those girls you're going to click with and you're going to really like. 
and it's just gonna happen. You have no control over it. Who cares if you say you don't like this girl? You know you do. Like you, you're, you'll feel it, and so then it'll click. That's when you'll send that text. The, the what are we text, and mm-hmm. you end up being in the whole relationship you didn't expect to be in. What? That's usually how relationships happen today. But my question is around like safety. So I get your point about mm-hmm. not being able to protect yourself mentally. I think that might be debatable too. Because you do make choices every day about what you will be exposed to, and I think you actually yeah. said that to me before we started recording. Mm-hmm. But like, who owns? Because we're talking about like the power that men have and the power that women have. Like, who owns like safety? Like, who owns like whether know. whether it be so she's got to. In, and so we talked about so mental safety if there is ownership it's personal right like yes. protect yourself from the things that you don't want to get into yes like so that you're not a victim mm-hmm. and, and and sexually are is it your opinion that like men and women should carry condoms or is it because our women are generally the driver of that what's your yeah women I would say women are the driver um because at the end of the day, if she says no, it's a no. Right. Um, so if this person, if a person wants to mess with the female and goes, hey, um, you're not protected. Let's not do this. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's up to, I would say, her to like be smart and be like, you know what? Let's not do this. Let's Because mm-hmm. the male, uh, like the guy, he's not going, I'm not going to say he's not going to stop. But if you let him, he going to do it. Mm. Um, unless... He was. It depends on how he was raised and how okay. his what his values are. But like I said, you attract the people you you want. So mm-hmm. it's up to really however you feel yeah. at the moment. But you have the mindset of being protected. And I think so. This month is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and there's a large percentage of people who have been exposed to intimate partner violence, and that is not like an older people think like there are a lot of young people who have been exposed to that like what's your um, what is your advisement to people in those situations who like are are not sure like if you're not sure what should you do like because we know what no means yes. but like what what like how can you protect yourself from that uncertainty no, explain the uncertainty. Like if you're if you're in a situation that you don't think will it, it's consensual or going well, like how, what are, what are the actions that you need to take? Well, let me put like this: the fact that you had to think about it means that you need to think about it, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like because you don't you don't really control like a lot of a lot of it, and you do need to be protecting yourself. You know, mm-hmm. but also, like, this is a conversation that I think that young people need to be having, like, in your peer groups about, like, the seriousness of intimate violence um, and, like, what that means. But I also want to say, too, that um, anybody who's 40 or 50, you know, sometimes when people get real old, they try like a brand new, but most of us <laughs> who are in our 40s and 50s, like, we know the impact of our sexual decisions. The sexual decisions that we made in our 20s, like, we know the impact that they have had in our 40s and 50s. Oh, yeah. And I think that when I hear people talking about, like, sexual freedom and being able to, like, live out your your freedom sexually and all that kind of stuff, like, 
I always want to caution people that like there is no decision that you can make in your 20s that will not affect your 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. Yeah, every decision. You know, like every decision. And I, I preface that by one time a, a group of friends, some of which you've done, we were all gathered around and we started, we read, there was an article, I don't, we were debating about it, but there's this article that said that like um, anytime that intercourse takes place, like the DNA of the gentleman who is um, involved with the woman sexually, like there is a transfer of that DNA, whether they are impregnated or not. Mm-hmm. And and we were just talking about, we were being, you know, kind of facetious about what that meant and about like the way that some people's kids look versus the way that the parents look and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it, 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 it scientifically is a very interesting conversation because like we were not made to, we, were, we, we God made us to um, procreate and, but he, but the whole, you know, I'm just gonna like do is have as much sex as I can because I'm 20, like does have an impact on your body, your mental and physical. You can, I talked to a lot of people who are in their 30s who are extremely promiscuous in their 20s and it wasn't that they didn't enjoy it it was that they did not make the assessment about the impact that would have on them mentally and spiritually and i think that like that's what people need to know about like the decisions that they make and it's not like it's, it's less about like isolated sexual experiences it's really about like the mindset that a person has about or the way that they see themselves sexually. Because if you see yourself as like sexually promiscuous or as if you objectify yourself, like, and you do not own like the power and the beauty that God created you as like you, it's really difficult to shake that when you have given yourself to so many different people. Yeah. Right. Like, and it's like, you know, being able to balance that. And then the reality is, is that you talked about the mental impact. When you get married, like there was a, a study done that says that, that said that um, most men are less, women are interested in knowing about um, men, their, their man's um, sexual past, but men just do not want to know it because they uh, assess to that, like, I like I'm in a lifetime partnership with somebody who's shared their body with so many different people. Well, I think it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you are God created you for whomever he created you for. Like, how many people do you want to run into in the grocery store? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it, it's like you wouldn't like, I mean, you wouldn't let disown anybody borrow your car. No. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't, like, if you grew up in a house with a lot of siblings, like, there's certain, you wouldn't let, there's certain shoes you wouldn't let um, s- siblings wear, yeah. the, depending on how you honor them. Mm-hmm. And I think God wants us to honor our bodies in such a way that we do not look at our sexual experiences as isolated activity that don't have long-term impact on who we are. So, like, women sometimes internalize that, but but men need to do that too. We yes. need to, just because you are because society has made you um, feel like you're supposed to like your manhood is defined by. 
who you have sex with or how often you have sex with does not mean <laughs> that you are not held accountable for being a good steward of your, your body. Yeah. And the, the ability to procreate and to be in a loving and intimate marriage is a gift from God that like, you don't want to be so, you don't want, I mean, nobody, and I mean this in the, in the best possible way, no pun intended, but most most people don't want something that's been beat up and dragged on through and that's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? And yeah. if you don't want that, don't be that. I think, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, th- I, mean, I think that's the thing. And I think one thing I have been thinking about a lot because it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month is how men can have these conversations in their peer groups so that like it's not because we can't like the way that this generation works y'all millennials ain't trying to listen to old people all the time (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying but this is information that other generations we had access to because we regularly had somebody down our throat like don't do this don't say this don't go here don't do that and y'all are like i wish they would the best yeah. intention person with can tell me not to do something and I'm going to do it because they said it because they and my daddy and they don't own me. Yeah. But the reality is, how y'all going to be holding each other? How are you holding each other accountable interpersonally, like peer to peer? Because that's what y'all need. Like yeah. my generation didn't need that. We didn't need anybody to hold us in accountable peer to peer because we had, we were, it was like we were running from that accountability. And y'all are running to the accountability to let the accountability know they don't tell you what to do. And so, (laughs) you know, I think just being able to have those conversations and to challenge, like, behavior internally that, like, objectifies, but not just objectifies women, but realizing that sometimes the objectification of women, whether they, no matter what they're putting off, is the objectification of men. Like, if, if you sleep with a hoe, you are a hoe. <laughs> yeah. <I'm laughs> you know, and so, I mean, I don't think a hoe is a customer. Anyway, ha- ha- have some closing remarks. Like, um, yeah. Uh, for everybody listening, I would say um, be careful who you share your energy with um, and who you share yourself with. Um, it could be very toxic to yourself if you allow someone who is not stable or not mentally or physically stable um it could in turn hurt you and become detrimental to your health mentally and physically um make sure you know who you're truly dealing with before you allow them the fruits of your labor Okay. All right. Uh, Well, thank you, Anthony, for uh, joining me. Uh, Come back. If you guys have any questions or any comments, like, don't be afraid to let me know what you're thinking. I think this is a good conversation, and uh, we will continue this dialogue. Um, If you are listening to this podcast and you enjoy it, just remember that it is on iTunes, it is on Spotify, Podbean, all the major. Uh, platforms and I'm just asking you to subscribe um, write a review um, share it with other people uh, so that we can bring some energy to this and I just want to just say that um, the reason why I wanted to name this uh, podcast season with salt is because I'm really of the belief that Christians according to Colossians 4 and 6 can talk about anything um, and, and, and bring 
um, life and positivity to conversations that people have stigmatized and have made negatively. So thank you for um, listening and I look forward to talking to you soon and uh, let your conversation be seasoned with salt. Have a good day.